Welcome back to A to Z, Season 2, Episode 2. For our Spotify listeners, we had a little technical difficulties last week in our first episode. But we are hoping, we are hoping to get this one posted with technology on our side. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. My name is Jonah. With me, as always, my friend Hayden. Hayden, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I am. I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff to talk to talk about, don't we? We do. It was a busy week for sports, and let's get right into it. Quick hitters. All right, let's get it. So, um, for my quick hitter, it's going to be just something a little bit out of the blue. Uh, the Phoenix Mercury uh, recently hired their new head coach to accept the franchise of Vanessa Nygaard. She was formerly an assistant with the Las Vegas Aces last season of Bill Lambier. And, I mean, I think this is a really great hiring. It's just going to be really good for some new culture to go in there, especially with the mix of older, of older players and younger players. So I'm just excited to see what happens with the team. I think you're totally right. Change of culture is key. I was a little surprised with Rondello leaving, but Nygaard looks good. Um, and then my quick hitter. This is fascinating to me. The Coyotes could possibly play in Arizona State's new hockey arena next year while they're still dealing with finding a new home after this year. They could be playing in a, in a college arena with 5,000 um, 5, seats, 5,000 capacity. Isn't that crazy, Aiden? Dang. I mean... I mean, look at how far they've dropped. I know, but that's that's gonna be so much fun, though. Like those kids down at Tempe. I mean, like it. I mean, it already is a hassle to see the Coyotes anyway, because I mean they're out in Glendale, and you know you live in the Metro Phoenix area. It's it's not exactly you know the easiest way to easiest way to get to a game, but I mean hopefully this will be a step in the right direction. But uh, as you said, let's just just see where it goes. It's definitely gonna save them money. I don't know if the commissioner is gonna approve it but we shall see so that does it for some quick hitters and now let's get into our first topic of the day we haven't talked about them in a while because we've been on break but it's the phoenix suns 38 and 9 their best start in franchise history and they're on an eight game winning streak they're at it again hayden what are your thoughts most recently on the on their play oh lord (laughs) I mean, another another multiple game win streak for the Suns. I mean, it just like I I feel spoiled as a like <laughs> yeah. as a fan of the Suns. I mean, but we feel spoiled. You know, they're the the number one seed in the Western Conference. I mean, but there's really one person in particular that really stands out. And that is Bismack Biombo. I mean, like this dude is a baller. This dude is a bucket. And I mean, what's really funny is like. Um, he's only played 10 games with us. He was actually originally supposed to be on a 10-day contract. Right. But uh, just because of the health and safety protocols and everything like that, players missing games. And, you know, everybody said, oh, the Suns should go after Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. Yep. That was yep. the name that we heard most during the offseason. But I don't think we'll need to get him anymore. You know, we have a guy that, that comes in every single day, works hard, hustles, and he just gives his 100% maximum effort. And, you know, those are the things that when you're a championship caliber team like the Suns are, those are the things that, you know, you can't spend, you can't pay the most amount of money to get, right? Like you just, you have to find the right guys that are willing to come in, that know their role, and that will just go to work. I mean, our my love for Bismack Biombo is just through the roof. I ha- I might have a crush on him, Hayden. <laughs> I mean, the dude has just come in here 
and he's just gone to work. Uh, I mean, 10.9 points per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, um, and just 10 games, like you said. Um, and get this. His uh, 24.31 PER, that would qualify if uh, over the entire season, that would qualify as 11th in the NBA, just over Ooh. guess who? JaVale McGee. Wow. So it just shows you that there's so much depth with uh, at the center position for the Suns, and it also shows you just the impact of Chris Paul. I mean, that pick and roll, that short roll, they get it in the paint, and it's just money every time. It's because Chris Paul sets them up perfectly. And when he's snaking around that pick and roll, it's money. It works every time. Yeah, I saw a tweet actually the other day that said uh, that said Chris Paul is making uh, making Bismack Biombo look like prime DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> and I know before the show, you and I were talking about like like just how good DeAndre Jordan was because of Chris Paul. Yep. Right. And I mean, like, look, DeAndre Jordan still a good basketball player. By, by any means but you know a guy like Chris Paul you know who's able to orchestrate and just has that instant connection like with any big man that he plays with I mean that's it's awesome it's so good to see but you know we we can't just talk about you know Biombo and Paul because you know that hasn't been it you know during this win streak it's been guys like Devin Booker and Mikel Bridges stepping up with some of the a bunch of injuries um just there's always someone stepping up when the other guy is off wouldn't you say yeah I mean absolutely I mean and the craziest part is is that like I, I love DeAndre Ayton I really do like he to me he's a top center in the league when he's healthy but that's that's the key phrase when he's healthy and he really hasn't been this season due to a mix of of ankle injuries as well as being in the health and safety protocols and that's just allowed guys like Bismack Biombo and Jalen Smith to step up yeah we didn't even talk about sticks but you know he hasn't had as big of a chance now because of Biombo stepping in um but that's okay because you know we have such great depth and honestly I think Biombo as long as Aiden is out right now I think Biombo should be the starter over McGee, wouldn't you say? Uh, I'd say yes and no because you have McGee for the size, right? Like McGee is seven foot and Bismack Biombo is only six nine. And you know, when you're going up against a bigger team, let's say like Philadelphia, you know, like if you're playing against them, or even if you're going up against Houston where they have Christian Wood who's six eleven. I mean, I I love Biz, don't get me wrong. Uh do I think he he's playing he's playing like he should be starting. Absolutely. But you know, at the same time, like I think his his impact is felt much more on that second unit as opposed to just being a starter like while DeAndre Aiden is out. And Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiden, they've only played in 23 out of a possible 47 games together. And you know, it's remarkable that it, nothing has changed. They're still the best team in the NBA. And I mean, when we sort of got off air, it was a little shaky because of those losses to the Warriors. But they have separated themselves um, without being completely healthy. And, um, you know, there's already some chatter about um, Booker or, or Paul for MVP race. We'll get into that later with our hot takes. Ooh. But um, that's going to be fun. I, I I, it's hard to to say MVP when there's two guys both equally dominating like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, 
again, it, it certainly helps when you're the best team in the NBA. And what I think is so great about Chris Paul and Devin Booker is they just take turns. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you're the opposing team, it's literally like pick your poison. Like, okay, am I going to have Devin Booker torch me for, you know, for 48 points like he did against San Antonio? Or am I going to have Chris Paul where he's going to score, you know, his last 17 points in the fourth quarter and beat us? Yeah, I mean, talk about clutch. I wanted to bring that up, too, because it's sort of it's just continuing on for this entire season of of more of the same in the clutch. Um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul has had 14. Oh, wait. Nope, that's not it. But I have. Let me find it. Let me find it. Okay, here it is. The point God is shooting 18 for 32 while dishing 21 assists, a career high. I mean, a league high, excuse me. Um, all while they have the best point differential in the NBA, plus 71 um, in the in the clutch. And they're also 17 and 3 in, in the their, for their record in clutch games too, so where, I mean, where did you find that? Uh, my boy Gerald Bourget of PHNX Sports gave oh, gave me a great good. article. He's yeah, Gerald, Gerald does a good job. So he gave me some of those stats, and and then also Chris Paul tied for the NBA league in lead in assists per game and steals at at 36 years old. So it just it doesn't change for him. I mean, he's it's him, but also. Booker just takes over in the first and and maybe he has those long stretches where he doesn't score, but those other guys fill in and then eventually Paul takes over. So it's really a perfect match, I'd say. Exactly. I mean, like you you said it perfectly. Like when Devin Booker is going off or Chris Paul is going off, like the defense attracts so much attention to those two guys that it allows, you know, when when DeAndre's healthy, you know, I mean, because you have to worry about him too. I mean, the games that, you know, Booker was out and, you know, actually, I don't think Chris Paul's missed a game yet, has he? No, he hasn't. He wow. Hasn't. Bravo. But, <laughs> you know, like the games that other starters have missed and, you know, the offense is stagnant. They just get the ball to DA and, you know, he does something with it. Mikhail Bridges can torch you. Um, it's, I have a love-hate relationship with Jay Crowder because he's a great hustle guy. But, man, when he's off, he's off. Oh, yeah. But when he's on, he's on. And he could torch you for six or seven threes any given night. So, I mean, it's just it's fun. I, I really liked what, what we said about kind of picking your poison. Yeah, I mean, and during this win streak, this eight game win streak, they've had they haven't looked great, um, you know, for long stretches of the games and they've had to come back. But it just shows that they can respond and they can just turn it on when they need to. You talk about, you know, the first game, Toronto had to really put it on down the stretch. That Dallas game on TNT was another good one where Paul just took over. Um, and then, of course, uh these last two Utah games where Chris Paul has gone berserk um, in the fourth. Uh, Booker also going crazy, averaging, I believe, 30, over 30 during this stretch as well. So uh, it's just more of the same. Yeah, I mean, and real real quick before we move on, uh, Devin Booker actually broke the franchise record yep. for most amount of 40-point games ever by a Phoenix Sun. I mean, I think that says all you need. He's... Yeah, Pot, he's With on his 16. way to the best son of all time. Sixteen, bro. Yeah, like, he's already the best scorer in the oh, franchise yeah. history. I mean, like what he's he eclipsed seven thousand points. I think last season, last season or a couple seasons ago. Which I mean, like he's he's on the path for greatness. 
really like seriously. truly he just needs that chip yeah um and and on t- staying on the path of booker we now go into our hot takes this past week um we sent out a tweet asking for some hot takes regarding arizona sports and we got quite quite an amount of good responses and so let's just jump right into it first with our guy mick signa we appreciate you uh responding mick love you and he said this is the best Suns team ever, and Devin Booker should be leading the MVP race. That is a smoking hot Ooh, take. What do you think about that's, that? That's coming off the burner. All right. Uh, I would agree that this is the best Suns team ever, not just in terms of record, but the way that they play. Um, from from the composition of the roster to the way that they play to the way that you can have any guy go off and beat you. In the, literally, it goes back to the point we've been emphasizing about if you if you focus all your attention on one player, you have three or four other guys that can light you up. Biz. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shout, shout out to Biz. Um, but in terms of Booker leading the MVP race, um, I don't know because of Chris Paul. Yes, exactly. They cancel yeah, each other out. Like it's it's weird. Like when Chris Paul's off, Devin Booker's on. When when D Book is off, CP's on. So it's just more of a give and take situation. Uh, I do believe though that I don't think anyone actually mentioned this that Monty Williams should be Coach of the Year. Mm. I don't think it's any question. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, the for the whole best team ever, best Suns team ever, you said yes, but I, I don't think we can go there yet. It's, it's a little too premature if you ask me. Uh, they still haven't won the chip yet. As, as long as they don't win the championship, this is still very much up for debate. I mean, I, right now, I'd probably put the that 93-94 team that almost beat the Bulls um right there but in and uh Nash's seven seconds or less team I believe 0405 or one of those teams I mean but they're right there if they can they're they're um the only team in the league that are top five in both offensive and defensive rating uh, all the stats they're top five in I mean they just need to finish they need to finish and then on the MVP conversation, it's it's a shame. It's it's the best problem you can have um, when you have guys like Booker and Paul. Neither of them can be in the MVP conversation, sadly. Um, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, all right. I I love that take. Thank you, Mick. Shout out to Mick one time. For let's that. let's start rolling through these quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we got one from our boy Austin uh, Austin Scott. He said the Cardinals won't make the playoffs next year. <laughs> I mean, Jonah, what do you think about that? I think this is a little bit too fiery of a take. I mean, uh, yes, they had a bad stretch to end the season, but I think it's still a playoff roster. um, And they're just a a few moves away from, you know, solidifying that roster again. And I think it's still a playoff roster as long as Kyler can improve and the defense can step up. I mean, they were able to look good for, I mean, the first half plus of the season until around week 14 or something like that uh they were the best team in the league so i think it's still a playoff roster okay uh you know what i after what i saw that monday game i would actually have to disagree with your take (laughs) i don't is like okay a there's a statistical improvement you know for wins in every season but it's been the same exact thing 
for Cliff Kingsbury's entire like coaching career that at the end of seasons he always seems to struggle. And especially cuz I mean like look the the Rams the Rams are good and people forget that the 49ers started off terribly a good chunk of it was because of injuries. I mean they're going to be fully healthy. Let's assume that that Seattle with Russell Wilson is going to run it back, you know, if they add players. I mean it's just it, it it's tough. It really is. I mean, if we do, it might be kind of like we were a five, six, or seven seed. But I mean, it's it, it's a little bit too early to tell. It is. I mean, we gotta wait until the off season. But I I really think right now it's a playoff team. We'll I, the cliff thing is obviously still a concern. But like you said, wait and see. Let's keep going into it. Cardinals. Adam Camarena. Cardinals trade for Calvin Ridley. I love this take. This that's, isn't a hot that's take. Good. That's just a good take. Mm. I mean, they need a solid wide receiver too. And we talk about the roster. I think you you let Kirk and Green walk. That they they had that experiment didn't quite work out. They I think they got to get a solid wide receiver too in Calvin Ridley. And they're golden. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley is one of the best route runners in the league. Yep. And, I mean, that's what's so valuable. I mean, you look, look at Cooper Cup. He's not the most athletic. He's not going to, you know, be like OBJ and, you know, do all these fancy catches and whatnot. But, you know, he will, he will burn a really good defensive back. And for this case, I would actually suggest bringing back Christian Kirk because when he's been in the slot, if you put – Ridley and Hopkins on the outside and put put Kirk in the slot. I mean, he had like six or 700 yards this season when he was lined up in the slot and he was able to go deep and stuff like that. So, I mean, shout out my boy Adam. That was a, that was really good. That was good. I like that. Um, all right. Let's, like Jonah said, let's just keep rolling along. Um, ooh. Okay. This is, this is kind of a, it's kind of a nice one. Um, Cardinals should already be looking to replace Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> wow. I think is this is a really bad take. Man, this that, is my, that, my friend that's, Franco. That's coming off the charcoal grill, my brother. Come my, on. <laughs> my friend Franco from, from back home. Isaiah Simmons is a dog. Like, are you serious? He had a career year last year. Yeah, I mean, and that is mostly just because he hasn't been used appropriately. Yes, I think that's Thank really you. what it comes down to. Come on, Franco, this this is a bad take. He had a great year; they didn't utilize him down the stretch. This is bad, Franco. Come on, you know better. And then he actually delivers me a really good one. Franco, thank you for coming back with this. Suns fans got overly excited over the pickup of Landry Shamit. He hasn't been great. I <laughs> I am victim. I am a victim of this. Uh, I I really was excited about the Shamit move. I thought he was going to be a great asset off the bench, and he's just sort of crumbled and fallen on, on that on that depth chart. Um, Cam Johnson is there. It's just hard to overtake him yeah i mean it's i don't know when this trade happened i was just kind of like eh like whatever like i wasn't a fan of giving up a first round pick for it just too Um, much especially signing an extension before he even played a game that kind of got me got me feeling the wrong way but uh this actually is really funny though because uh because my dad was telling me, he's like, who's this Shamit guy? He's like, he really sucks. He's like, I've seen him break every single shot I've oh watched God. him take. And I'm just like, yeah, like, that's that's how it is sometimes. Yep. But like I said about Jay Crowder, when, when Shamit's on, he's on. I mean, all right. And I'd say 
this will be our final take. And this comes from this comes from our brother Dylan. Uh, Chris Paul. My boy Dylan. Go- That's my boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, Chris Paul will go into the Hall of Fame as a son if they win a championship. I think this is a no-brainer. I'd say he absolutely does. I think this is a great take. Uh, at first, uh, you might think of Pel- uh, not Pelicans, sorry, Hornets um, or Clippers, but never won a championship. If if there is a debate, it's going to be with the Hornets because he played that first stretch of his career there, I think. But the end of the, his Clippers career sort of got rocky. If he wins this this title, I think it's, it's for sure Suns. He just needs to play with them a couple more years, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean... You, you you said it best. I mean, and it's so crazy because I mean, Chris Paul's had an injury history uh, throughout his career. That's I how mean, the Rockets, you know, tenure ended yeah. so rocky as well. No, it, exactly. But I mean, just the way he plays the game. I mean, I I knew it from a long time. I knew that he would be able to, you know, play for a long time because of the way that he plays. You know, he's not the he's not the flashiest, the most athletic, but you know, he just. He knows how to get stuff done, and nobody, bro, nobody guards that mid-range jumper anymore. From 12 to 18 feet, ooh, he's money. He comes off that screen, big guys back up, woof. It's butter. That's a layup for him. Yep, absolutely. So with that, we will head into final words, our last segment of the day, where we both give our two cents on anything we want to talk about. Hayden, you want to start us off? Yes, sir. I'd love to. Uh, like we talked about uh, at the beginning of the show with the Suns and Bismack Biombo, uh, he's really what they needed. I mean, so many, so much conversation was about, oh, we need Thaddeus Young, Thaddeus Young, Thaddeus Young. You need that guy that can defend multiple positions, guard multiple positions. But he's been able to do that, uh, Biz. I mean, and per per 36 minutes um, in his 10 games, he's been averaging a career high 17.7 points, 12 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks. Absurd. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just really about the hustle and effort that he brings. Even Chris Paul said, playing hard is a talent, and he, referring to Biz, does that. I mean, it's such a simple concept, yet so many players, even the elite players in the league, sometimes don't show the maximum effort that that a lot of people know that they can give. So he went from signing a 10-day contract because of health and safety protocols and they needed bodies to being a pivotal player on the pursuit to a, to their first ever NBA championship. Best pickup in the league so far, by far. Um, and when you rim run like that and set good screens, good things are going to happen. And with me, this just happened um, yesterday, and I just immediately got so heated andrew wiggins was named an all-star starter for the west wait a starter yes a starter andrew wiggins over devin booker i mean oh boy let me just run through it real quick wiggins (laughs) wiggins is averaging 18 a game 4.2 rebounds 2.1 assists Uh, his percentages are good field goal wise and three point wise but he's averaging 66.2 percent from the line Booker is ahead of him in points at 25 a game. Rebounds, he's averaging a career high in rebounds with 5.6 and assists with, uh, he's also averaging 4.4 assists and shooting 84% from the line on the best team in the NBA. There is no question about this. You have to put uh, a player from the best team in the NBA has to be a starter, in my opinion. There's no question. And he is balling right now. Um, He's averaged at least 25 
points per game in the past four season, and he's still not getting the respect he deserves. It just it bothers me so much. I thought we were over this. I thought the disrespect was done, Hayden. Um, but come on. I mean, he's a clear starter in that role. No one else should be a starter but him. And then last, lastly, since... Devin Booker has seen the Raptors uh, mascot, that that Raptor. The Suns are 7-0. Booker is averaging 32.6 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 4.1 assists on 46% shooting. Enough said. I mean, wow. he should be an all-star starter. There is no question. Sorry, Wiggins, but no, it's not close. No, no disrespect to my people from the Bay Area, but yeah, come on. Come on, man. You you, you got to have at least CP or D-Book on that team. I mean, you said it best, Jonah. They're the number one seed. They're actually the best team in the whole NBA. I mean, and there's really no excuse for it. But with all that being said, we will go ahead and wrap it up here for episode two of A to Z Arizona Sports All Day. Uh, Jonah and I just want to thank you all for tuning in. And we will catch you all next Friday.